This is Dai's NQEX, the podcast, episode 246, for the week of January 30th, 2011. Hey there, welcome to Dies and Chew EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Dies and Chew EX. Oh, that voice, I hate and love you at the same time, sir. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Jeff is joining us. It is a manga review of awesomeness. Yeah, I didn't cue you there. Sorry about that. I just... Kind of assumed you pick up on that. Jazz hands. Mr. Yeah, jazz hands. <laughs> Mr. Jazz hands. Uh, welcome, 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 everyone. We are so ecstatic to uh, be doing a manga review. I know it's been a little bit. Since what? November, was it? I think it's actually been two months, even though we missed a week or two in podcast. So it's not that many episodes in between, but it's been two months in between. Yeah, our, our average lately has been about every other week. Yeah, and we yeah. Can't, and we can't blame convention season. Not yet, not yet. But uh, we're here. We are We are ready to get into high gear of manga-ness. I'll blame stuff. winter season, though. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just blame winter. Oh, we can blame the snow, too. We can say, like, we couldn't get to each other. That the was power a was out. It was a little bit. It was? We had no power for three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. My name is Mike Fujito EX. I am the ringleader of this podcastular circus. Across from me, I actually can't see you because... I can see your forehead. It's a little weird. <laughs> second monitor's in the way. Mary, welcome. Hi, Mr. Animated Forehead. Mr. Animated... It's a little freaky. And anyway, hello. Hi. So, we got you over to my left. I can actually see you, sir. Jeff. I can barely see you because my windscreen's <laughs> in the way. It does get a little weird when you uh, step up to semi-professional stuff and you have things in your line of sight. You can't actually see each other anymore. Well, you're very blurry. <laughs> Thank you. I'm told that very often. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have a medical issue. It sounds pretty bad. I would have loved to have Julian on the show this week, but we're actually recording Sunday night, which means it's kind of the middle of the night into Monday morning for him over in Japan. So we couldn't line that up, but uh, I know we're looking forward to hearing from him again soon on the show. Really, it's uh, we got news and manga review. We got so much stuff to get into. The uh, only thing I want to note before we get going into the news is one of those instances where I have to hand in my fandom card. I am no longer the authoritative source. Mary, I... You're I um, just discovered today that the Raging Blast games in Japan have the original Kikuchi score, just like the Sparking games did. And I never even thought that would be the case. No, I'm like, okay, it's the next generation of games. I just figured, okay, they're... You know, they're going to move Just on do to the games and bring them over new as music. is. But right, right, right. Why replace the music? I don't you know, know. Someone tossed up um, just a, a zip of game rips uh, on the forum. Like, uh, normally I would whatever, but I'm like, oh my God, there's a new version of Battle Point Unlimited. I'm pretty sure it's the first new version that has ever existed of that song. Period. So I was pretty psyched to check that out. Now I am even more excited for the Raging Blast 2 soundtrack. That comes out in Japan in Oh, yeah, because March. now it has meaning. Yeah. Like, super meaning. I mean, when, you know, you first mentioned that there was a release date for this thing, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. whatever video game soundtrack, I don't remember a damn song from that game. But it turns out our music wasn't their music, and their music is the awesome. This is just, oh. And K17, who's one of our <laughs> most favorite Japanese fans, posted up a link like, yeah, here, here's some Japanese footage from the... It's 
a totally different experience. It made me feel like I was back in Meteor all over again. It just it is the show at that point. It's not trying to be the show. It just is the show when you're using the score from the show. It's ugh. So there's and it was be- all redone, like each and every piece. Yeah, they're like updated. Or, yeah, they're just updated. Or were versions. they remastered? No, they're not remastered. They're newly composed. Okay, they're not new songs. They're just new recordings of those songs, just like they were in Sparking. But they're more synthy than the Sparking versions were as well. So it's very, very interesting stuff. There's a karaoke version of Unmei no He in there. I mean, it's just mind blowing to me that Raging Blast One has been out for over a year. I'm only just now realizing this. I think part of the problem, I call it a problem, is that we've actually gotten the games first lately. It's only been about a week, but within that week, you know, I'm doing my review. I'm Within a week, I'm usually done with these games for a year anyway, so I kind of toss it aside and don't even bother looking anymore into it. Guys, I am sorry. I hand in my card. I am done. I am no longer Mr. Dragon Ball Music. I'm insulted. I don't know if I can do the show anymore. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's killing me. It's killing me. Now I'm like, do I pay the 80 bucks to import Raging Blast 2 and play it again? No! (laughs) It'll be a completely different experience. I'll be smiling so much more. Just buy the soundtrack. That alone will be good times. I will. I will. But now I'm thinking, all right, if and when Raging Blast 3 is announced, I'm importing next year. Well, I guess it would be this year. Screw that. I'm I'm going back to just like I did for Sparking 1, 2, 3. I'm so, playing it in Japanese. You heard it here first, video game industry people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike will not buy your US version if it does not Well, to be music. fair, I did get review copies for Raging Blast 1 and 2. So I almost feel like I need to go back and put in some kind of editorial note on those reviews saying... You know, since I retract I re- five points. Since I, well, not that I gave scores. I know. Since I reviewed these... I'm stupid and just now found out that the in-game fighting score is replaced. That's a huge knock against the game because the whole point of those games was to make it the best DBZ simulator to feel and look like the show. Well, if you take the music away from me, that's part of it. Question. Question. Yes, yes. It's been a year, right? Raging Blast 1 came out in November 2009. Raging Blast 2 just came out this past November. So, yeah. No one cared to tell you this? <laughs> it just shows that there's no need for anyone to import it because they release it here just almost simultaneously. There was someone on the forum that noted, like, I thought I wrote about this in the forum thread, but, I mean, the Raging Blast, I think Raging Blast 2 threads up to 250 pages. So, I <laughs> oh mean... Oh my gosh. I, I miss some posts. But, I hope yeah, you miss some posts. I'm, I'm actually, I don't want you to live there. <laughs> I'm actually shocked. No one was like, Hey, dumbass, uh, have you looked at the Japanese version of the game? <laughs> Even Kay was like, oh, sorry, I didn't tell you. I just kind of figured you knew. And I'm like, oh, I'm sad. No one had to know you'd have to publicize it. I, what are you doing? I'm all about transparency. Editing. All right. Editing. Editing. Cut out. Totally done with this stuff. <laughs> Guys, let's jump into the news. We're going around the world here. International. Going to start you off over in Denmark. Our buddy Sangofe, a bunch of details from uh, Denmark here. DBZ is back on TV for the first time in about a decade. It's the the dub they had over there, right? I guess it's airing Monday through Friday at 2.30 p.m. He was saying that the series was dubbed up until around the point that Goku turned Super Saiyan. Um, On TV, ontv.dk, they've got a little synopsis and schedule for when it's airing over there. So that's pretty neat. Uh, Mary, continuing with 
drag them all on TV. All right, this time we're going over to Taiwan, and it's all about Kai. So thank you to Tin Lun Lao. Tin Lun Lao, sure. Tin Lun Lao for uh, submitting this news, and apparently this started on the new year, airing at 6 p.m. on Saturdays, followed by Fairy Tale, anime that looks suspiciously like One Piece. <laughs> right, right. And there's a quick trailer over on the uh, TTV website. Yeah, let me actually uh, load it up for you guys while it's up here. <laughs> the um, the name Dragon Ball, you know how I know the Chinese for Dragon Ball? From when I originally got my Super Butoden soundtracks, and I didn't know what bootlegs were at the time. They were the Stone May versions of it. Oh, okay. So I know those three or four characters for Dragon Ball in Chinese without actually knowing it. Um, people were saying the Kai site over here for TTV.com has some Boo Saga stuff. So what does that mean? Is, is, Maybe they're just jumping the gun. Don't take it as any indication. Yeah, here's the uh, trailer here. It actually uses the... Japanese vocals uh, for the songs. I, I guess they're keeping, they're not dubbing these songs over there. But uh, it's pretty neat. Good to see that Kai is making its way around the world. I, I actually lost track of how many dubs are out there right now. It's uh, closing in on 10, maybe? It's, it's getting up there, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll take the next one here. Kai Original Soundtrack 4 has been delayed to March. This was originally scheduled for February 23rd. It was going to come out the same day as the Dragon Ball Kai Complete Song Collection, but it's been moved uh, about a month back. And our buddy Jacob noted that's coming out just a few days after Episode 98 airs. Episode 98 will be the conclusion of the Jinzo Ningen and Cell arc, and possibly the end of Kai. We've talked a lot about that, though. Um, K-17, we're talking about them earlier, popped in with a note about the Japanese description. It says that the disc will contain over 30 pieces which have not been released so far on prior soundtracks. However, by fandom's account, we've got our buddy Kenisu keeps track of every single piece of background music. There aren't even 20 pieces of BGM that haven't shown up yet. So where's this kind of like around 10 extra songs coming from? So it's going to be interesting to see what's actually on soundtrack four when it comes out maybe there'll be some more i think Keith and i were talking about this some synth versions of some of the vocal songs or something neat like that um man i'm freezing down here so mary you're gonna take another <laughs> piece of news while i like warm myself up a bit okay so it's just um a piece of artwork for the kai complete song collection cover it's a group shot firing energy blasts and it's colorful great radio i really here. can't knock it <laughs> it's nice i guess uh jeff thoughts cover art i'm so freaking cold <laughs> um it, it's it they they look really angry <laughs> it's dragon Manly. ball they look angry <laughs> all right so that's that uh let's go over to latin america for a little bit we, <laughs> i love every time i see the latin america licensing i know it's going to be the most bizarre stuff drama over no no not that kind of stuff okay. i mean products over in argentina they're getting dragon ball dinnerware coming from <laughs> de sal they're gonna get scooters quote and other accessories end quote from gc properties sounds dirty it does sound a little dirty there. Uh, Mexico, they're going to get stickers and albums, um, assuming that's sticker albums, not like music albums, from Falcom. And over in Chile, they're getting towels from Rich Text. Where's my Dragon Ball segue? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Maybe that's part of the other accessories with the scooters there Ooh. over in, uh, where was that? Argentina. Now that's an accessory <laughs> to a scooter. <laughs> Take a trip there, Jeff. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the last bit of news, I guess, Mary, take it. All right, so there's just some clarification going on about the recent streaming episodes from Funimation. 
They noted to Anime News Network that they do indeed have Canadian streaming rights, but they don't yet have a vehicle in that region, quote-unquote, to get it done. Whatever that means. Just I guess it means that partnered, you know, region-locked streaming sites. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit like that. So DBZ full episodes uh, streaming here are done on Hulu's player, which is restricted only to the U.S., so that's probably what the issue is. Jeff, as a new family member of the I refuse to pay for cable in this day and age. I'm still new? <laughs> well, I guess it's been a little bit It's now. been a year, I think. <laughs> Has it really? Yeah, I think That's so. That's new to me. I don't know. I'm doing fine. Um, do you have much interest? Uh, first 15 episodes of DBZ are up there on Hulu. I know you're rocking the Hulu and the Netflix. I mean, this is mm-hmm. what it is for our generation now. We really don't feel the need to pay for cable. Something you're interested in doing? Are you ever feeling the need to go pop on an Orange Brick episode on Hulu? Um, uh, I, I can't say it's necessarily in my list of things to do, if you will, um, especially since I'm not going to be reviewing them. Right, that's true. <laughs> and um, but but I mean, it, it's Dragon Ball Z, not Dragon Ball. Right, that's correct. It's uh, right now first fifteen episodes, so you got the rabbit stuff and halfway through the Cyan arc. So. so I may give it a shot. And are these the uncensored or censored? It is the uncut version, but it's the Orange Brick Master. So you got the oversaturation and the cropped, and but. Mm. It is free, and it is subtitled. There's also the dub there for those who want to watch that. And we've talked about this a lot. I love the Cyan Arc filler. Gohan and the robot. Maybe not the orphan episodes, but there's some really, really good stuff in there that's not in the manga. And I think it is worth watching. Mm -hmm. So folks who may have not seen it already, I would recommend checking out some of those episodes. I think there's some good stuff in there. Nice. That's the news. It's been some uh, big stuff, some good stuff, some fun stuff. Uh, We're going to do manga now. Let us rock our manga review of awesomeness. I just kind of expect that people know what we're talking about if you've been listening for a while. But if you haven't, what we try to do (laughs) every month is we've been going through the manga volume by volume. We should be done by now. (laughs) I I think we actually should have been done last year because we (laughs) just in the the nearly... 40 volumes, we're on 37 here. In these 37 volumes, we've missed enough months in between that we should have finished 42 Yeah, but I kind of don't want it to end. I know. That's why I'm okay with stretching it out. I I bet you there's a few people that feel the same way. Anyway, we go through, we read it, we give you a synopsis of the chapters here on the show, and then we discuss it from some different perspectives. You got folks like me that have read the entire thing front to back before, Mary, who's read most of it uh, before, although the Boark, how much have you read? Um, back in the late 90s, I think I had some scans of it right but not i don't think i had the whole thing okay so some familiarity with this yeah. part i mean we've got julian like me is right up front to back also in japanese so we usually have that perspective but we like to have jeff here with us because you've seen some of it before back in the fan sub days and occasionally on cartoon network but this is your first time reading through the manga beginning to end yep and you bring that perspective where you pick up on this that hey did you guys notice this thing over here? We're like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wait. Yeah, I never would have noticed that because I'm too indoctrinated in the fandom to ever notice that kind of little nitpicky thing. So always glad to have the noob, the virgin, along for the ride. Your cherry is almost completely popped, though. It's 30, really bloody. 37 <laughs> out of 42. You're bleeding. You're down I'm, on the floor. It's really, really bloody. <laughs> Drowning. In this your own this is not good. All right. We're up to volume 37. This is going to be Dragon Ball chapters 433 through 445. 
obviously in the original Tonkobon that is number 37. If you're going by the Kanzenban, it's the last four chapters of number 29. It's about halfway into number 30. If you're going by Viz over in the US or any of the other countries that base it off Viz, it's their DBZ number 21 for the graphic novel. And by Viz Big, I believe it's the last one in number seven, right? Yes. So what we'll do is we'll uh, do our chapter synopsis. So we'll flip back and forth. We'll check in on Jeff's predictions from last time. We'll talk a lot. And- Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Reminiscence yes. is <laughs> what it is. Predictions? Nah. <laughs> uh, we'll do Jake's terms of visisms, and we got a lot of stuff for you here. Uh, I'll get you going. Chapter 433. Next up in the kids' division is Goten versus Ikosei. The redneck's mom is going apeshit in the crowd, and the kid is quite full of himself. He tosses some attacks at Goten, who blocks him with a blank face and asks for him to be serious. Goten eventually gets bored and just punches him out in one shot. Chi-Chi knocks his mom out, too. The two kids continue onward until their inevitable match against each other in the finals, Goten and Trunks. Even Mr. Satan decides to go watch the match and is a little confused. Goten and Trunks give it their all. For several pages, they trade attacks, jump all over the place, block, counter, and so on and so forth. The crowd and Mr. Satan is amazed. Let's just uh, go clockwise here, Jeff. Chapter 434. The TV folks are pissed their cameras are all destroyed, but the announcer is the most excited he's been in a while. This is what it should be like at the tournament. Trunks fires a key blast at Goten, but he dodges it. Goku figures the kids have a plan, and Trunks does indeed curve the blast so it doesn't hit the audience. Goten fires a Kamehameha, which Trunks corrects him on. It's a good blast, but he can't control it that well and hits a bit of the rooftop. The two start fighting hand-to-hand again. Trunks gets a grab on Goten, who turns into a Super Saiyan to knock him away. They had agreed not to, though. Mr. Satan is starting to realize who these kids might be. Mary 435. Trunks decides he can beat Goten with only one arm. Goten doesn't believe him and makes him promise to only use his right arm. They attack each other for a bit until Goten gets himself up in the sky. He launches himself downward at Trunks, who decides he'll just dodge at the last second, even though Goten is gaining speed from the fall. He does indeed dodge it, but Goten smashes his hands down on the ground and launches himself again towards Trunks, who is forced to turn into a Super Saiyan and fire a blast from his left hand to dodge again. Goten flies out of the ring and, at the very last bit, touches the outside crowd area, losing the match due to a ring out. And Trunks wins! Vegeta gloats for a bit to Goku, and Trunks promises to give Goten three of his toys if he'll stop pouting. Mr. Satan finally realized what he's in for. Chapter 436. Mr. Satan has to head on out to fight Trunks, much to his dismay. All the adults decide to leave to watch the other fights, but Videl convinces Gohan to stick around and watch this one. Mr. Satan shows off for the crowd, but Trunks is highly unimpressed and wonders if this guy's actually as strong as he says he is. He fakes a knee injury pain, but when the announcer says he'll get a doctor to come look at it, Mr. Satan realizes he can't get himself out of this one. Mr. Satan tells Trunks that they start fights off with a gentle jab to the face. He figures he'll take the light punch and throw the fight, making himself look like just such a great guy to the audience for letting the kid win. Trunks knocks his ass right out of the ring, though, up against the wall. The crowd still loves it anyway. Jeff, 437. Chapter 437. There will be a half-hour break before the next round of fights. Everyone made it to the next round, so they're off to eat in the special area for fighters. Trunks notices one of the guys who will be fighting. He's all dressed and masked up in a weird outfit. Trunks suggests to Goten that they knock him out and steal his costume so they can fight with the adults. 
Trunks leads him away by saying there's a pretty girl who wants to talk to him, and promptly knocks him out and strips him. The two kids have to sit on top of each other, Trunks is on top, to fit into the costume, but they're all ready to go. Everyone finished chowing down, so they head back on out, only to be met by two strange beings along the walkway. One is very tall with a stern face and slick back hair, while the other, who is floating a little bit off the ground, has a mohawk and a bit of a grin on his face. The smaller one greets Son Goku, having heard how powerful and pure he is. They shake hands, and the two new guys depart. Goku thinks this might not be so easy. Mary 438. Piccolo can tell that these two new guys are not from Earth, but who are they and where are they from? It's time for the lottery to decide the matches. There's a few weird guys here, two very angry looking dudes and some other folks. After a few hiccups with who's who, Goshen and Trunks have no idea what their guy's name is. The matches are decided. Kudidin versus Punter, Shin versus Piccolo, Videl versus Popovich, Kibito versus Great Dosayaman. <laughs> Number 18 versus Mr. Satan, Goku versus Vegeta, Mighty Mask versus Killa, and Yamu versus Jewel. I know it's like whenever you see Great Simon, you want to go, Ganeto Simon! <laughs> <laughs> Next chapter, 439. I do the same thing. I, I always want to go, Mr. Satan! <laughs> 439. The first match will be Kudadin versus Punter. He's a huge guy in a quasi-Arabian garb who's rather confident in himself. Apparently, he lost in a ring out last tournament, so he's got something to prove. Maron wonders if her dad will be okay. Yamcha assures her that her dad's the strongest. Among the regular old humans, anyway. Pointer shows off for a bit, but eventually Kudadin just smacks him around and out of the ring, casually walking off with his fist up in the air. Next up is Piccolo versus Sheen. The announcer asks Piccolo to please not destroy the ring this time. The audience starts to remember that guy is someone from during the fight with Cell. As Shin greets Piccolo, he nearly loses it. Piccolo turns around, walks off, and forfeits the match. Shin says to himself that Piccolo used to be Earth's former god, so he must have realized who he is. The next match will be Videl versus Spopovich. As Spopovich enters the ring, Shin turns around and watches intently. Jeff, 440. Shin continues to watch Spopovich and Videl's classmates cheer her on. The other past competitors don't even recognize Spopovich anymore. Inside, Piccolo approaches Shin and asks him if he is Dai Kaiosama, but no, he is not. However, the other guy with Shin, the big guy is named Kibito, walks up and notes that he is Kaioshin. Kaioshin asks Piccolo to keep this quiet for now. Piccolo notes he had heard about beings that sit in power even above the Dai Kaiosama that presides over the four regular Kaio but did not necessarily believe this. Our northern Kaio, watching from afar, says to himself that even he has never seen Kaioshin before. What is he doing on little ol' Earth? Videl's fight with Spopovich has begun, and she is doing quite well for herself. Spopovich keeps getting up over and over, though. As he smacks her aside, Goku says that she better forfeit the fight. Mary 441 with, oh man, the pummeling. The pummeling, ugh. Poor girl. Videl's getting hit now, and she almost hits the ground, but she flies up at the last second. She kicks back at Spopovich and knocks his head clean around on his neck. He simply lifts his head up and back around, though, shocking everyone. After getting hit some more, Videl retreats into the sky to get away, but Spopovich follows her, firing a weak blast to knock her down, so as not to kill her. Gohan pleads for her to give up. Chapter 442. Videl is getting pulverized, but she somehow manages a kick to Spopovich's face. Doesn't matter though, since he just grabs her again and continues attacking. Gohan is furious and explodes into a Super Saiyan, ready to jump in. Yamu calls from the sides, however, and tells Spopovich to just end the fight. This isn't what they're here to do. He tosses her out, and Gohan rushes in to bring her to the doctor, but not before swearing revenge against Spopovich. Goku heads off to Karin's to get some sensu as they bring Videl inside. 
Mr. Satan is informed of his daughter's injuries, and he rushes off to see her, shooing everyone out of the room, but not before noticing that Vidal smiles as Gohan leaves and promises to win. Karin warns Goku about the situation. Jeff, 443. Chapter 443. Videl is announced to be okay, but Gohan stalls a little bit until Goku brings back a Senzu, which he rushes in to Videl, much to the doctor's and Mr. Satan's dismay. Gohan rushes back out, and Videl jumps up completely healed. Eresa and Sharpener finally realize it's Gohan down there, so they cheer for him up in the audience. Gohan lost his bandana, so he decides to just take off his shades and accept it. Kibito demands that Gohan turn into a Super Saiyan, so they can judge if they can use his help. Spopovich and Yamu are off to the side with some sort of device, saying that the energy is too low. Kaioshin says to everyone that they need to stand aside and not interfere. Vegeta asks why they should listen to him, so Piccolo lets it loose that this guy is Kaioshin, a god that sits atop other gods. The audience is getting frustrated that these two are just standing there. I love how the audience is frustrated with the manga filler. Mary, 444. <laughs> Kaioshin explains that when Gohan transforms, Spopovich and Yamu will likely attack him. They're after his energy. Gohan decides to go over that and turns into the state beyond that one from when he fought against Cell. That's it! That's the energy! Vegeta scoffs, saying Gohan was better back when he fought Cell. Kibito is impressed, and Kaioshin confirms that it's more than they ever imagined. Irisa and Sharpener now piece together that Gohan's also the Golden Warrior. Yamu and Spobovich finally rush in, grab Gohan, and slam the pointy device into him to steal his energy. Kaioshin even freezes him in place to let them do it. They leave, content with the energy they stole. Kaioshin says that Kibito will heal Gohan back to normal, and if the others would like to follow him after the two, please do so. Last chapter here, 445. As Spopovich and Yamo fly off, they note that Babidi will be pleased. Kaioshin flies off after them. Goku is going to take off too, but Vegeta says he's just trying to get out of their fight together. Vegeta doesn't care who this guy is, but Goku says they can just go fight out there when they're done. They take off after confirming that Kibito will heal Gohan. Number 18 is going to stay behind, since there's no money to be made out where they're going, but makes Kududin promise to leave if it gets to be too much. Kibito heals up Gohan as Goten and Trunks try to figure out what the hell's going on. They're going to follow everyone too, but Videl says she's coming along regardless of what Gohan says. Gohan smiles and lets her, but also makes a promise to bail if it gets to be too dangerous. The announcer wonders what's going to happen to the tournament since everyone's leaving. Kaioshin thanks them all for coming, saying they will be helpful. Goku says those two can't be too much of a problem, but Kaioshin confirms that they are just being used, and their true opponent is a dark magician. Long ago, a terrible magician named Bibidi created created a magical monster being named Boo, whose only purpose was killing and destruction. In just a few years, he took out hundreds of planets. Vegeta thinks to himself, huh, any old Saiyan could do that. Kaioshin responds, having read his mind, that this was different. There were five Kaioshin, any of which could have taken out Frieza in a single blow. Four of them were killed by Boo. This power was too much, so BBD sealed Boo away and brought him to their next target, Earth. The remaining Kaioshin, the one that's here with them right now, took his chance and killed BBD before he could unleash Boo again. Boo was left sealed away inside his shell, and they all assumed only BBD could break him free. They recently learned, however, that BBD had a son named Babidi. Before we get into uh, Bibbidi Babidi Boo, Jeff, your predictions from last time. What you said was you thought was going to happen this volume. The kid round and the adult round. All right. Goten's going to win the kids tournament, even though it's said that he's not as strong as Trunks is. Mm. 
you thought he was going to have some kind of strategy or something, and he did. He honestly did. Yeah. But his little feet touched a little outside of the crowd, and that did him in. Rematch. <laughs> so a little wrong there, but I could see where you were going. It was a good train of thought. Uh, you also said, as for the adult tournament, you're going to go out on a limb and say that no one wins for some odd reason. No declared winner, anyway. Technically you said, right. You said this means Chi-Chi is going to have to work. Because <laughs> if Goku can't win the tournament... Well, I was no kind of looking money. forward to Chi-Chi not working. Or to Chi-Chi Having working, to go to work. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, You said, we may have a surprise challenger. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. That's all you had to say for this one. I had no idea. No. At, the, at this point, this is where it comes back into predictions because... Um, there, awesome. Uh, duh. Right. Good stuff. All right. So let's uh, let's do our discussion points. First thing I want to talk about with you guys is we have more additions to the God hierarchy. We actually got more in the TV version than we did in the manga. Jeff, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to watch the Anuyoichi Budokai because we get to see the four Kaio as well as Dai Kaio-sama. So coming into this volume, having seen that, I mean, they're mentioned in the manga, but we got a couple episodes with them. That was nice. So now we have the Kaioshin. There were five Kaioshin that sat atop even the Kaio and oversaw them and the universes, galaxies, whatever the phrasing is, that they look over along with the afterlife. So now we have, like, individual planet gods. We have our Kami-sama, who's the god of Earth. We had Saichiro, who was kind of acting as that for Namek, and it passed on to Muri. Um, then above that, it goes to the Kaio, who looks over a certain galaxy. And above them is the Dai Kaio, who looks over the four. Above them, now we have the four Kaioshin. As well as, I mean, I don't know how well they explained it, but there's four Kaioshin and then a Dai Kaioshin, similar to the Kaio, just above them all. It's getting a little complicated. Jeff, let me ask you... Is this, I guess that's the question, is this too complicated of a god hierarchy for you? Oh, it's getting there. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, it's really getting there. I mean, uh, I was I was comfortable with the idea of the four Kaio. Uh-huh. The and they had a boss. North, south, east, west, they had mm-hmm. a boss. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right, no problem. Now there's one above the boss. Okay, you know, this kind of feels <laughs> like I'm working at a corporation and I'm moving up the ladder and then I'm kind of like, okay, wait, there's another boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the Kaio are just middle management. It turns out <laughs> exactly like you're you're playing Final Fantasy and you beat the the boss that you think's gonna end the game and then you're like, oh no, there's this bigger thing that you have to go and fight and by the way, you're down on health, so you have to <laughs> you don't have time to recharge, so right, you've got to right. use all your potions before. It's like. Come on. I just got over the fact that there's these four gods and they have their own leader. Now I got to get to the leader of that guy. Thankfully, the Kaioshin that we see, he's the only one left. All right. So. At this got, point, yeah. He's got his assistant, Kibito, and that's actually where Kibito's name comes from. Um, so that's not much of a pun there. So there you go. Mary, how about you? I mean, you are well-versed in the Dragon Ball God hierarchy, but going back to how it's being introduced all in a row here, do you feel the same way? Is is it a little too overwhelming? As- it's a little confusing because, like Jeff said, at, at least with the four Kaio, it's north, south, east, and west, but if there's five supposed Kaioshin, what do they govern? Well, I mean, I mean, it's easy to map the right. numbers to the directions for the other people. And it gets weird. You dive into the supplemental material, you see what the dragon world looks like, where heaven's actually like a planet over here, so that doesn't really work. The Kaioshin... Also look after the afterlife, which is something that the Kaio themselves don't do. So they have a larger jurisdiction. So it's it's weird, but 
There I mean, is Toriyama trying to answer questions that no one's asked? Like, uh, who watches over Snake Road? Well, it can't be this Kaio. It must be the Kaioshin. It's, it's just like, an endless who watches the Watchmen. And yeah. Yeah, there we go. Anything else to say about the gods? I mean, we're just getting introduced to Kaioshin here, so nothing. All right, let's move on. Uh, seeing the kids battle it out a little bit. It's a serious fight, but it's got some bits of comedy there, especially, you know, Trunks is throwing his blast. Goku assumes, oh, they got a plan. Yup, he curves it up so it doesn't hit the audience. But, I mean, you've got the, oh, you can't beat me with one arm, they promise. Oh, you said we wouldn't turn Super Saiyan. I'm going to do it, too. So it's it's funny at the same time that it's serious. Did any of you guys get a little bit of a Goku versus Kudadin, like, 21st Budokai vibe from it? Did it feel like the old tournaments? Or does it, because of, you've got Super Saiyans and Giant Keep Lasts, even though it's structured like an old one, does it feel new? What do you think? No, for the reasons that you just said. Exactly. You kind of, you kind okay. of just yeah, said you gave it, it away. <laughs> yeah, but that's no, that's exactly right. I, I think there's such a great dynamic between those two. Yeah. And yeah. it, I mean, this is something that I get flashbacks of seeing in the series, just like the one or two episodes I watch of those mm, two. Right. It's so very, very exciting to see them sort of spar because uh, you do see that connection with Goku and Kuriden, uh from the earlier. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball episodes. So, I mean, it's it's you're just seeing that over again. How can you not love that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the the, the attacks are bigger, but it kind of has this idea that it's like it's like the generational thing to begin with, where it's like the newer generation has more stuff, but they still have that same sort of uh, almost like naive playfulness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That doesn't that doesn't uh, change from generation to generation. They don't have to take it seriously until it is Goten versus Trunks. I mean, the adults can find it a big freaking deal, but these kids are like. Like, whatever, I'll turn Super Saiyan, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It I is. Like it. Mary, let me ask you, the Goten and Trunks dynamic, is this something you enjoy, or is it just... It's probably my favorite aspect of the Boo era, period. Oh, really? It's probably Goten and Trunks, especially later on, for other reasons. Right, right. <laughs> which will come to light, but they're always just such a highlight for me, because they really bring back the funny... That yeah, we've been yeah, missing definitely. for a little bit. We have had and Trunks uses Goten so yes, much. It's I know. hilarious. <laughs> like he really uh, does. It's awesome. He, he's on top. I, I specifically wanted to note that. <laughs> <laughs> and you see more of that in uh, movie eleven as well. Um, Mary, something I wanted to ask you. I don't know if we talked about it last time. Probably not because there wasn't enough of him yet. But Goten as a character, he's made to look like a little Goku. But he's definitely got his own spin. And I don't know if it's because Trunks exists that Goten has his own character. I think so. Because Goten is just as stupid as Goku. Right. I think he likes food as much as Goku. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he's not as much of a hick. So that's he's more modern, I suppose. Well, he's also younger than Goku ever was. Although, I mean, you look at how tall Goku was for how long. It's weird. But anyway, so uh, I do want to mention... The triumphant return of the Tenka Ichibudokai announcer. It's a character that never truly gets enough attention. I think it's awesome that he remembers everyone. <laughs> just, He's just so observant <laughs> about the world yes, around him. There's a couple people. There's the Budokai announcer and the king who actually know who people are. I love it. <laughs> so they're like the only two competent regular people. <laughs> Possibly. Oh, one's a dog. <laughs> yeah, one's a dog. <laughs> but um, I, I like that the audience is starting to pick up on it too. They're like, that green dude over there, I think I remember him from the cell fight they should remember him from other stuff yeah you know, like yeah exactly destroy the world <laughs> level hit the entire world out yeah and it's good the announcer uh as piccolo's walking out hey could you try not to blow up the ring this time i mean he remembers <laughs> everything he's probably wondering why piccolo is with the entire group here but it's uh it's a great character to bring back because he really he's such a side character but i feel like he really sets the mood and like yeah it's a budo guy because he's here <laughs> 
Yeah. As opposed to the Cell game, which was just a couple, you know, one-on-one fights and you had the news crew. It didn't really feel like a tournament. This, just by his existence with his sunglasses, feels like a tournament. And slicked hair. And, and very nice hair. And a clipboard. Yes. He's ready to go. Uh, I want to talk about the expansion of the Dragon World that we never got to see. And it ties in with the tournament, though, because there was a 24th Tenka Ichibudokai in the meantime. Mr. Satan won. And then we also learned that Spopovich and Punter were both competitors because some of the other competitors are like, man, Spopovich doesn't look anything like himself anymore. I think they noted that Punter won or lost by ring out last time he fought there. What do you guys think about this? It's something we never got to see. Well, it makes sense considering seven years have passed. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Does it flesh out the world? Do you need to know this or is it just... Nice well, it just helps give some backstory to some of these random fighters that they're throwing in the tournament. Right, right. I, because there are so many that are just toss-aways, especially when we get to the, I think it's the 28th, at the, remember you'll know at the very end of the series. Yeah. I mean, it ends, so what else can you do with them? But they're just such toss-aways that you may as well note that, oh, these guys have done something before to warrant actually being there. I want to talk about a very, very brutal fight, more so in the TV version than the manga. Maybe that's something we could have uh, checked out. We didn't look at any TV version stuff here. But Vidal versus Popovich. Jeff, had you seen this before? Do you remember watching this? Oh, no, not at all. So tell me about reading this in the manga, because Vidal, yeah, she can fly now. But overall, she's just a regular human in the fight here and up against what is clearly a charmed, demonic kind of fighter here. What'd you think about this fight? What'd you take away? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. There's an M on his forehead. Yes. That right away said to me, this is not good. <laughs> it's not ending well. <laughs> and, and uh, I mean, you saw what damage she did to him. She's she's good. She's very good we, as a fighter. We know she's way stronger than Mr. Satan is. Yeah, absolutely. But when it comes to fighting him, I mean, she was really, really like beating the crap out of that guy. The kick that his the, to head the neck around. Oh my god. I mean like just a shock. I mean I thought she was shocked that that she did so much damage and then no I see that he's turning his head back around. Mm-hmm. And at that point I'm like the fight's over. That's <laughs> I thought it was going to end there and then it keeps going. It's like it's like torture porn at some it, point. Actually well I think it shows a lot with Videl's character. Yeah. She is not willing to give up for anything. She just keeps getting up. I would have chained her and not made her go with the rest of the characters over to booze. You know, like I, I just there was like I, I would not have let her go because you see that she's You've not going enough. to give up. It well, no, it's like I, I'm actually very worried for her because I mean, yeah you, yeah, you see her get completely almost killed, and uh, I mean she's and that's just a henchman. Yeah, and so she's adamant on joining them at this fight. It's like no, you keep her back there because you know she's going to die. Like yeah, I, I mean, yeah. like that's just. Her spirit's there, but I mean, she really should have cut out early. Far outclassed, but yeah, really should have cut out early. But I mean, for all that effort, I mean, she got totally trashed, which I think is so funny because the Senzu comes along. It's like, well, I mean, no big deal, right? Right. Yeah, but everybody else freaking out was really funny to watch. Do you think the Senzu just undoes the emotional impact from that fight? Um, kinda. Well, I mean. I'm not thinking that there's going to be a Senzu bean in someone's pocket. No, I I wasn't actually. I mean, I've seen it before, but the first time I read it, I wasn't thinking, oh, Goku's going to go off to Karin's and get a Senzu. Because it's just too much, too involved. There's time for that, but Mm -hmm. just teleport over there. Right, right. I mean, some of those things you don't think about, but like uh, when she's sitting in the hospital bed, I mean, I was surprised she was still alive. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, of course, the Senzu comes along. It's like, okay, that that makes a lot of sense. Like, I kind of felt a little relieved at the same time, sort of expecting. It. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't really expecting her to get healed so quickly. 
if anything. Like maybe she'd be in bed for a little bit longer while they go get the sensu bean, mm, yeah, or, yeah. or something would happen between uh, Gohan and uh, and Spopovich. But um, it, all that really happens is just a threat, and then they go off, and there's the sensu immediately. I, it just seemed like a little too quick. Mary, how about you? This is something you've definitely seen before. So revisiting this fight in the manga version, tell me about your experience here. Um, I think reading it almost seemed somewhat tamer compared to what I remember Doesn't from the it? anime. I know. And it's still brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's been many, many, many years since I've seen the anime so, version yeah, of it. It's definitely a combination of your memory is fuzzy and probably making it out to be worse than it is. Plus, yeah, the T V version you see every single hit, so yeah. It does make it more. You know, I've seen the ending of Berserk, and I thought that <laughs> I thought this was brutal. So, I mean, I can only imagine what the well, anime fight's like. I think it feels so brutal because she is just a regular human. That's what delivers it, I think, yeah. Even with her flying, I mean, that's all she's got. But Yeah, but for a regular human, she fights very well. It's just she did not have a shot. I tossed uh, just a question over to, to our uh, Facebook community over at facebook.com slash Asking what people um, thought about this fight because it's—I feel it's one of the most significant parts of uh, this volume. Buddy Kerberfer said, "My memory of that scene comes mainly from the show." Again, Mary, I think a lot of us who have seen the TV version are on the same wavelength here. But Gohan's rage building up from Fidel getting the ever-loving shit kicked out of her was one of those types of things I loved about the teen Gohan part of the series. Even though he never got his shot before Yamu intervened, I'm glad Gohan came in at the last second. Anyhow, so talking about, we're going to talk about this in a second here, but the relationship with uh, Gohan and Videl going on here. Um, Jeff, why don't you read what Anthony had to say? All right, so Anthony says, uh, hells yeah, I felt for Gohan. If someone was beating up my honey like that, I would have killed that mofo, smacked him with my ding-a-ling. <laughs> right, Anthony. Colorful language. <laughs> Mary, uh, we got one more here from Philip. It was a fun and intense scene. I never had tears for Spopovich when Bobbity explodes his shit later. <laughs> a little bit of a spoiler Oops. there. All right, thanks. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's thinking the same thing. Like, brutal, you really feel for her. Let's talk about Gohan and Videl, the relationship growing here. Even if ever so slightly, you get the smile on her face as Gohan's leaving. This is the extent to which Toriyama can write a <laughs> romantic. romantic relationship. I mean, <laughs> Bulma and Vegeta won totally off camera in a time skip. So this is the best you can get while it's actively happening is some smiles and some blushing occasionally. What did you guys think about what we have budding here? It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. And very organic. I it like that is. it's not forced. Finally, unlike Goku and Chi Chi, which was a mistaken promise, Bulma and Vegeta, which is convenience to create a new Saiyan character. This is just okay. It works. It's giant caveman with big stick. I That's see. That's like <laughs> I get woman bonk. Smackhead. <laughs> All right. Maybe there's not a whole lot to say about this. Um, this is going to be a topic we have planned for the near future. But I want to get your thoughts. Pulling over to the power side of DBZ. What do you think about Vegeta scoffing at Gohan's power when he transforms? It's not named in the manga. Yet. We know it's Super Saiyan too. But it's the stage when he was fighting Cell. The stage beyond Super Saiyan. What do you think about that? Vegeta's like. <laughs> Not as strong as he used to be. I don't know. Is it just sour grapes on Vegeta's part? That's it's definitely going to pull into a, a topic. I'm hoping next month. Jeff, how about you? Is this saying something? Is Vegeta just kind of pissed off? I think he's just pissed off. 
I'm not really reading too much into it. That's how you read that at this point, though. Yeah. Is that, nah, not so great. I'm I'm hot shit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Vegeta. That's what I'm used to. Okay. But, I mean, it could very well be foreshadowing. So, it's like... It's I like wanted to get little, your read on it just yeah. from this one line. Here, yeah, though. it's like little little back-of-the-mind thing where you're like, okay, that's that's kind of interesting that they mentioned that. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you don't really see anything happen with it okay. just yet, so... Uh, so, it sounds like the villain is going to be another one that's created by someone else. We previously had Dr. Garrow and all the genes on Negan ultimately leading up the cell here we have bbd and Bobbity who have created majin Buu. so um that's kind of a repeat of something we've had before but what are your thoughts on magic being kind of the underlying basis for this especially coming off of the cell stuff which for dragon ball was pretty heavily scientific this is the complete opposite side of things it's a magical monster well there are a lot of dr wileys in this in this universe not a lot of dr lights <laughs> and you know what it's even worse when you pull in the movies we had dr wiro and um gt you've got dr mew as well so and they all have the crazy mustaches <laughs> yeah oh and then if you and want then to, the, dr Aichi. yeah yeah <laughs> so you know there's quite a few wileys i think it's a great way to put it yeah so that being said that being said uh, it, I don't really see there being much of a difference except just being the opposite side of the spectrum. And I actually kind of find that interesting that uh, Cell was very scientific. This is much more metaphysic. Mm. So it just, it's it's a complete polar opposite of, of what Cell was and that whole arc and, and the whole story behind like the Dr. Garrow and all that. So um, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of realm this is going to go into because uh the other doctors that we've dealt with, and certainly some of the filler ones I don't know about, mm-hmm. uh, were they relatively like the same as as Doctor Garrow? It was all you know, bioengineered and mechanical stuff, and yeah, nothing. Well, I mean, what do you expect when you when you have like a god hierarchy? You're going to have some quote unquote magical, right? Stuff. Right. I mean, uh, I'm so, not really so sure. So it's a full circle here. It's not yeah. just that the monster's magical. It's Toriyama's expanding the whole world to be a more magical place. But I don't know if it, if magic would actually be the appropriate term. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it seems more like it's like it's spiritual or or Yeah, yeah, definitely. or like I was saying metaphysical. It was really more something like things forces that you don't see that that cause these right, uh, right. amazing things to happen. So I mean, it's whatever term best describes that. It just seems a little bit yeah. more like that. I mean, it seems kind of weird and I guess like that's just another thing that Toriyama sort of just passes the torch with where it's like uh, one part of the story is based on a certain thing and that changes. Then it's based on another part. Now and it's that a changes. new thing. Now yeah. it's this, right? Science is replaced by this, this metaphysical thing. So I'm kind of wondering if, if that's going to lead to something. I mean, I'll leave that for predictions though. Sure. Sure. Mary, you have any thoughts on moving into the magic? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> that was a very nice I figured Jeff <laughs> took care of it there. <laughs> the only other thing I want to mention, clearly the next naming scheme it's bibbidi bobbidi boo it's from cinderella i still can't stop rolling my eyes at this really yeah i i just i mean i thought i would take this seriously is when this we the get point, this point where you're like this is too much yeah this is where i'm like oh really because I, I knew about these characters already like uh-huh. I, and you've told me the history of bibbidi bobbidi boo already like mm-hmm. years ago you yeah, know when yeah. i was first like getting into this and i i mean eyes back of the head i mean i'm yeah. really hoping as i read this that that that's going to change a little bit because Oh my God! Someone's more. Someone's much stronger than Cell, much stronger than Frieza. I gotta see who these characters are, but mm. their names really put me off. Unfortunately, oh, that just gonna, cements the whole magical theme. This is gonna I be guess. more. Yeah, where it's kind of. I mean, this is this is where I'm kind of going. Okay, uh, this is seeming a little bit. All silly. I gotta say for now is abracadabra. 
Yeah, I kind of knew that was coming. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about with this volume? Those are kind of the big things I wanted to toss out to you guys. Well, like I was saying, it's it, it's the bigger point is it's kind of devolving into something. So it's kind of like uh, you see it as a de-evolution. I do, I do, because uh, again, the the fight to keep things serious gets harder mm. as the series goes on. In the beginning, it's it's very, very, very serious. It's the so-called shonen power creep, where yeah. they've got to get stronger and stronger, so it gets more ridiculous right. along the way as well. Right, because because you you start to realize that there's very little risk involved with these characters as things goes on, uh, as things go on, because they just get more powerful and they keep winning. Right, and right. I mean go. Uh, Goku's dead, but he's back for a day. <laughs> right, so right. it's kind of like, well, Toriyama's just making up rules. So how that many shenanigans yeah. can you fit into a day while Goku's still around? Yeah, yeah it's kind of like um, these things would take years, and then they would take months, and then they would take weeks. Now it's taking a day. I think the whole Boo arc takes place in like a day. It's kind of crazy. How many volumes in a day? <laughs> We're on thirty-seven in a day. Okay, I'm stopping there. <laughs> All right, so uh, to wrap things up, we're going to turn it over. Our buddy Jake Herms from Constantine goes through. We've been doing this for quite a few volumes now. I really like it. The English translation overall from Viz, pretty good, but there are a couple things that you're like, ah, really? What are they doing there? So we'll go through a couple chapters here. Uh, Mary, get us going. This is a little one. This is a head-scratcher from 435. So chapter... 435, when Goten rushes down from the sky towards Trunks during their match. In Japanese, he says, Totsukeki! Or charge! While over in Viz, he shouts, Banzai! Which makes no sense, because shouting a Japanese word that us Westerners know as a word, in replacement of a a Japanese word. So, weird. Weird, weird, weird stuff there. Uh, Chapter 439. This This is a fun one. For those keeping track of all the information revealed about the unseen 24th Tenkaichi Budokai, the announcer notes before Punter and Kududin's fight that Punter lost by ring out in the last tournament. In Japanese, the announcer specifies that Punter lost in the semifinals, but the fact that it was the semifinals is uh, left out of this. So a little extra information there. Same chapter. When Yamcha tries to confront Marin that her father doesn't have anything to worry about, he notes that Kududin is the strongest in the world among earthlings and Vizzy says he's the strongest among humans now jake talks about this quite a bit it's worth mentioning in japanese dragon ball humanoid aliens like the saiyans ginyu etc they're all consistently referred to as humans too which is something the english translation tends to ignore a little bit then uh, another thing this chapter after piccolo resigns his match against kaioshin he notes to goku that he and kaioshin's Quote, dimensions are too different, end quote. This is the standard way of saying that someone is much stronger than you and is used frequently throughout Dragon Ball, such as when describing Super Saiyan Goku, Frieza, Boo, etc., just how strong they are. In Viz, Piccolo instead says that Kaioshin is a, quote, different order of being. Now, this is probably intended as a fancy way of saying that Kaioshin's stronger, same as the original, but I guess a lot of fans instead mis- misinterpret this as Piccolo hinting that Kaioshin is a high-ranking god. Now, we know that there's a Dai Kaioshin up above him, so a little stuff there. There's a line Kaioshin thinks to himself that implies Piccolo did realize Kaioshin's identity, but this line of Piccolo's here is, as he said, nothing more than him just saying Kaioshin's stronger, and nobody would think otherwise if Viz hadn't worded it funny. So it's just, for those playing along with the strength comparison game, a little something there. As a result, like he says, becomes more contentious than it really needs to be. So, Mary, about the name Kaioshin. All right, so this is uh, for chapter 440. So it's made up of three words, Kai being world, King being O, and God being Shin. The idea, as Piccolo explains, is that Kaioshin is the god of the Kaios, 
the World Kings. Viz translated Kaio as Lord of the Worlds, so they translate Kaioshin as Lord of Lords. It's a bit of a simplification, but it conveys the general idea behind the name Kaioshin, which is that this guy's in charge of all the other guys who are in charge of stuff. So, yeah, it's a decent translation, but um, they also do call him Kaioshin in there as well. Uh, I know they've done that. I think they did that with Kaiosama, just like Jake is saying. They say um, Lord of Worlds, but occasionally they'll say Kaiosama as well. Um, Jeff, you got one here from 441, please. Well, in chapter 441, in Japanese, Goku says that he can't feel any Seiki from Spopovich. Uh, Seiki is written with the kanji for life and energy spirit. It's the same kanji used to write ki or chi, and it means vitality or life. In Viz, Goku says that he can't feel any chi from Spopovich, which isn't quite what it's meant in the original. Right, he's talking about he can't feel any life as opposed to any, like, energy. fighting energy. So it's, they're, they're using the word, but if you go back to the original words, get more of a meaning to it. Than what they're saying there. Uh, Mary, there's a couple here from 444. Okay, after Kibito orders Gohan to become a Super Saiyan, Gohan offers to not merely do that, but asks if he should also, quote, become the Super Saiyan that overcomes that wall, referring to Super Saiyan 2. In Viz, he instead calls Super Saiyan 2 his new Super Super Saiyan form, which is kind of an odd thing to say in as much as he's had that form for seven years now. So it's not his new Super Saiyan, yeah. It's the new new. It's the new hotness. Okay, also, originally, Kibito refers to Gohan as a human of the lower world, while in Viz's translation, he simply called a mortal. Viz has a habit of having gods and demons refer to ordinary folk as mortals throughout Dragon Ball, even though this really makes no sense in Dragon Ball's worldview. After all, in Dragon Ball, gods and demons all have their own natural lifespans and are perfectly capable of being killed, as we see repeatedly, so they're just as mortal as everyone else. Yeah, it's one of those quirks of translation, but eh, again, if you go deeper to what the world actually is, maybe it's not so great. The last one here, this is the big gene debate. Debate. Debacle. So, I'm going to read a little bit of what Jake says here, because it's a good background for it. So, Viz calls Majin Buu, Buu the gene. This is not as strange as it may seem. Jin are supernatural beings from Arabic mythology, said to have been created by God out of smokeless fire, in contrast to humans who were created from clay. The most famous stories involving them are found in Arabian Nights, of which the story Aladdin is by far, of course we all know Aladdin from Disney, most known in the West, though it was not originally part of the Arabian Nights and only included first by translators. It's from Aladdin that the popular Western image of genies comes from, Incidentally, the term genie itself actually derives from the Latin term for spirit and was only applied to jinn by Western translators because the two terms coincidentally sounded similar. So that's some interesting uh, look back at the words there. Because of the fame of Aladdin and stories influenced by it, lots of people think of jinn or genies as creatures which must grant wishes. This is not so back in the original stories where jinn are, for all intents and purposes, simply demons who do pretty much whatever they want. Powerful sorcerers could, however, enslave them and force them to obey their will, much like sorcerers such as Faust do with devils in Christian tradition. That's See, now we're digging deep into the meaning of the word. Or, for that matter, like Babaji does with Boo. This is what happens in the original story of Aladdin. The gene featured is the slave of the lamp, forced to obey all those who possess the lamp. I guess in the original story, there's also a gene who is a slave of a ring. So now let's take it over to Dragon Ball. The term Majin, it's, you got two um, symbols there. We've got Ma and Jin. It's made up of Ma, which is demon or magic, and then Jin is just 
person. It's the same from Jinzo Nigen or Saiyajin. It's the person um, kanji. So it's just a demonic or magical person. So if you take it back to what a jin is from the original meaning of that word, and you look at majin of what boo is, the real question I have is, should you translate a word from Japanese into an English translation with a word that's not really an English word? We've kind of taken jin to be a word that we use. I don't know, Jeff's... What is your take? Because, I mean, you've always heard us refer to him as Majin Buu. Now you have toss out a statement of Buu the Jin. What do you think? I haven't even met the character yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to say. Um, yeah. You know, I've always heard the term Majin Buu. Yeah. Right? And, and also, I want to make it a point to say that I see that you have it written here as B-O-O. I've always seen B-U-U. I, no, actually, I copied this from Jake. Jake spells it with O-O. I use U-U. It's a play on... Bibbidi bobbidi boo. You'll notice in Viz, they actually use the spellings more akin to the Cinderella lyrics. Yeah. Whereas I consider it a play on words, so I spell it slightly different. I, it's pretty much a straight romanization. Ba b d. Well, it's like it's like when you go to Google Translator, throw in a term in one language to another, then reverse it and then reverse it again. Yeah, it's just with these. Honestly, you can go any which way you want. It's it's all right. Play on words. They both phonetically sound the same. Yeah, there's no wrong way to do it here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say exactly. what to think of it when I haven't even met the characters yet, per se. Right. Uh, just what I know of them. I mean, it, so it's demon magic versus genie, essentially. Yeah. So demon versus genie. I, I kind of feel like since we're heading more towards the supernatural side of things, it sounds more like uh, more like a genie than it does a demon. We've kinda, right. We've kind of sure. had the demon thing already. Sure. Yep. So I would think more genie in this case, but that's the jinn, meaning not the majin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like well I could see the jinn being more, but majin I've just heard that so many times it's kind of hard to get rid that's of that. Certainly part of it is damn it I know him as majin boo that's what I'm gonna call him right. But I come back to you're doing an English translation why are you gonna use an Arabic word to do it even though we've adopted it as kind of like a loan word. Yeah. This is the point where Viz is kind of doing stuff. But the sick of doing stuff to just do stuff. They came up vegerot vegerot. Who knows how they want to pronounce it? That's exclusive to them. They, you haven't met them yet, but they renamed Pui Pui as Pocus. There's just some name stuff going on where it's. I think they're trying to be too clever for their yeah. own good mm. rather trying than too hard for like no good reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just a little too much. So I don't know, Mary. What's your take? I mean, I figure Majin, Majin Buu doesn't grant wishes. He's not a genie. End of story. <laughs> All right, there you go. And you got kanji for Majin Buu. I mean, there's no question that it's it's just Majin. That's what it is. And it also brings it back to you, what's the M for? It's never explicitly stated to mean Majin. Maybe it's Madoshi for you know, what Babidi is. But you kind of like, it says M right there. What's the M for if you're not going to talk about it? So that's it. You guys have anything else you want to talk about with this volume before we wrap things up? Could have killed somebody. No, kill no, him. You didn't kill him. <laughs> but he won. Yay. Yes. He didn't die. Killing own count. Minus one. Minus one. Yay. <laughs> Jeff, we have to talk about your prediction. What the hell am I going to predict? <laughs> uh, the fight doesn't continue. Uh, <laughs> the tournament is on pause. You've already said that. Do you want to make that as a prediction, though? The tournament will, is on pause? I will say the tournament is on pause um, okay. because I think half the fighters left, <laughs> right. so they can't really continue. Although I think it's funny that they're just like, um, what do we do now? <laughs> yeah, it is great. <laughs> well, let me set the stage for you. So everyone's, not everyone, but pretty much everyone's 
taking off. Goten and Trunks are still hanging back there. They're mighty mask. Spopovich and Yamu have stolen energy. They're bringing it to Babadi-sama. That's pretty much all we got right now. Yeah. So um, it's going to be one giant solitaire tournament. All right. Everyone's got their cards. Anyway, um, there there are going to be games of poker later on. I'm just saying. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. All right then. Uh, man, it, it's really hard to say what's going to happen at this point because you don't know what to expect. You gotta predict more. I barely got anything out of you last time, so you gotta give me something. Well, okay. All right. So we're we're gonna the the trip to Bobbity is gonna get interrupted by something. Okay. Because that's where they're heading. Yes. I can only imagine. Right. All right. And also, what kind of time-space continuum are they traveling through? Because this thing cannot be that close to Earth. I'm sorry. I know they were trying to attack Earth and all, but... What um, thing can't be close to Earth? Bobbity. Well, they did say that their next target... Was Earth, yeah. Was Earth, and Boo is apparently on Earth, so they're staying on Earth. So, okay, um... Well, we're going to hear a lot of talk about how powerful these things are. Okay, sure. I'll give you different dimensions, though. Keep that in mind. Okay. Well, then, um, we're going to learn about that, certainly. Are we going to travel dimensions? Well, we're going to kind of have to if you're going to actually try and get to these characters There's at some so point. There's so much stuff going on. What's um, going to uh, Okay, well, I mean, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out something just random. I'm going to say we're going to meet, we're not going to meet like Bobbity or Boo or whatever. I'm, I'm going to say that, that okay. we need a, a totally re- a related character, but a new one. Okay. All right. So we're not going to get up to that point yet. We're going to get an in-between. I think so. I think we're going to get an in-between. Um, I mean, granted, we have, what, four or five volumes left? We Yeah, there's 38, 39, 40, 41, 42. So if there's there ain't a five fight volumes. happening here, then, you know, they've only got a couple of volumes to finish it. So, I mean, I'm still going to say, though, that, that there's not going to be much fighting going on next time. Okay. That they're going to meet in sort of a little bit more exposition, if anything, just okay. like, this is what you're up against. This is how you prepare. That would make sense. The yeah. usual pre-battle stuff, which I really, really love seeing. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's it. Can't think of anything else to predict. That's, what pre- else? that's pretty good. What else can I pull out of my ass at the last minute? I mean, well, like that's what I want. I want you to pull it out of your ass. Something crazy. Give me something totally. I was gonna off say the wall. edit. Oh my god. Um, no one dies. No one dies next. No volume. one dies. All right, that's wonderful. That's gonna wrap up. That was lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, podcasting audience out there who is like Jeff's gonna go out there and do something crazy. I have no idea where this is going. You have to bear with me. Like, and I'm not. I'm not on any beer whatsoever so i mean i can't even like imagine anything no this is straight water point. right here yeah this is straight water so this is how unimaginative i am with water <laughs> <laughs> all right that concludes volume 37 our manga review of awesomeness theoretically we're finishing this damn series this year see how it goes first half of the year gonna happen That's right gonna happen you're gone by june june july-ish depending on what happens we'll see so, uh, I guess we're going to wrap things up with a couple releases and an email, and that's the show. There is a lot of stuff in February, so we're not going to do the entire month because you don't want to know how much money you're going to be spending. Let me get you going here. Can't wait for it to ship. Dragon Ball Kai Ultimate Butoden for the Japanese Nintendo DS coming from Nanko Bandai. It's a 2D fighting game. I just saw more screenshots for customizing your character. Someone's got a tail and like street clothes and a green hat and a sword. It looks awesome. 
very much looking forward to it. 5,040 yen MSRP. CD Japan's got it for 4,800, so a couple bucks off there. Play Asia's pretty much full price at 59.90. Uh, Mary, take February 4th. Okay, that's a Friday. We've got Dragon Ball Kai Blu-ray box set, Jinzo Ningen and Cell Arc box two. It's Kai episodes 66 through 76, although disc four only has two episodes on it. This is the one with four by three aspect ratio, high definition, and it's 14,679 MSRP. Although CD Japan's got it for 13,980, and Amazon Japan's got it for 10,764 yen. Also, same day, Dragon Ball Kai DVD single disc, Jinzo Negan and Cell Arc Volume 5, cumulatively is Volume 23. It's Kai episodes 67 through 69. It's a 16 by 9 aspect ratio, cropped and in standard definition. MSRP is 2940 yen, and CD Japan's got it on pre order for 2800 yen, and Amazon Japan has it for 2167 yen. 76. 76. Although sometimes it is 67, they switch it themselves. Oh, they're a little dyslexic. I think I mentioned this last episode, but it's weird that they're not perfectly uh, in alignment with each other. You'll note the Blu-ray set starts on 66, but the corresponding single disc starts on 67. So I don't know what they did to get themselves out of whack. But um, Jeff, we'll do two more. Take February 8th. People are already getting this in. All right. Well, on February 8th, that's a Tuesday. There is the Dragon Ball Movie 4 pack, which includes Dragon Ball Movies 1 through 3 and the 10th anniversary movie. Uh, it's done by Funimation and remastered, and it contains a new dub of Dragon Ball Movie 1 from December, plus prior dubs of the other three movies. It MSRPs at $34.98, but you can also get it for $24.49 at Amazon and $20.99 at Right Stuff. Yeah, I think both of them just dropped the price a little bit, so you can get it a little cheaper. Uh, we'll do one more thing. For you Australian fans, February 16th, you're getting Kai Part 3, both on Blu-ray and DVD. It's a Funimation release distributed by Madman. It's Kai Episodes 27-38, through 38. So you're heading into the Frieza arc there. DVD is $59.95. The Blu-ray is $64.95 in your crazy Australian dollars. Let's do an email. Jeff, I know it's a monster, but you have the best reading voice of the three of us. I'm just more intimidated by his name. <laughs> That's another reason why I'm giving it to you. Jowl. Joao? Joao. We're uneducated folks from America. Mr. Portugal Man. Mr. Portugal Man. Without the the. Mr. Portugal Man. (laughs) Without the period. The man. (laughs) Exactly. I forgot the period. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so this this person from Portugal says, what I'd like to do is give you some information of what's going on in the Portuguese dragon world dot 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 country and maybe get some feedback as to what our situation is at the moment. Dragon Ball recently started airing again in Sick Radical for the 8,001st time, dubbed of course. As far as I can predict, they will be airing a new episode every weekday, all the week through Z and GT, which will take a break when they air the GT finale for the fourth time. At least it's the original score, without any insert songs, opening or ending. Scratch that, we do have a dub version of the French openings that serve as both opening and ending. I gotta insert there, the French opening is so bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. Alright, please continue. YouTube link me. I will. Okay, good. I'm only thankful that their laziness ended with the third and fourth opening of GP, GP, of GT being aired raw on TV. Hey, that counts for something, right? Lol. Volumes four and five of our first proper Portuguese release of the Tancobon form of the manga are coming out this month and are already being purchased via media books only, not yet in stores for whatever reason. This is where my question comes in. 
It's hard being a Dragon Ball fan in Portugal right now. As of this moment, there is no proper release of anything for the most loved anime ever in this country. All we have is a DVD tin case release of the movies and specials for three dub only. I want to say based on a VHS transfer of the French transfer. I actually have the Bardock special of this. And we can't even call these proper. What can we do at this point to get a release of, an, of the anime? It seems like even saying, here's our money, give us Funimation's Dragon Boxes wouldn't work. Anyway, much love from Portugal. I have successfully listened to every podcast throughout the last four months and loved every second of it. And keeping up with the podcast, the website, and Konzentai ever since. Have not yet made the transition to the forum. Lol. There's a lot of stuff there. Otsukaresamadaishita. <laughs> uh, Come Dish. on, can you not phonetically pronounce Japanese, Jeff? I'm tired. Mary, give it a go. Utsukare-sama deshita. There you go. XD, smiley XD. face. XD. <laughs> I do want to mention, I have seen screenshots of this tin that he's talking about here based on a VHS transfer. It looks worse than some of our old fan subs. And this is a le- I've tried to pull them up. I didn't know what to search for on the forums. It's been a while. But they look so bad. And that's an official release. It's a killer. It sucks. But that's a great question. We take for granted over here in North America. Yeah, we can bitch about the orange bricks and all the stuff that we've gone through. Over in Portugal, he's saying, we got this shitty tin. We're just now getting a decent release of the manga. That's it. That's it. You guys eat proteins every day. We have water. It's kind of like that. And you feel bad. And it's just like, all right, here, look, here's my dragon boxes. Or, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Please May- take my collection. Maybe not the dragon boxes, <laughs> but here's my orange bricks. I really don't like them. Please take them. They're, I mean, they're kind of crappy and yeah, they're not real, real high def and they're not real like, you know, they're cropped or whatever. I know, but you want to just give them something. There's something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we can even answer that. It's like, what do you do? How how do you tell who that you want something? The problem is the AB group over in Europe. I mean, I hesitate to say F them, but I'm pretty close to it. Hey, I hear immigration's getting better in the U.S. (laughs) (laughs) Come visit and bring lots of money. Is that the best we can offer for advice is like, come visit and or make a big order? I guess you can't import it. Do you have to get like the DVD player for this region plus the DVDs? Well, yeah, they're going to be region two, um, usually over there. I don't know what the dragon boxes are encoded as. They might be just one in four. I'm not entirely sure. Because two is also Japan, so they don't want to do a reverse importation there. But you also have to worry about PAL stuff. We're in the day and age where PAL and NTSC almost isn't even an issue anymore because of digital players and digital TVs. As long as you got HDMI going on, you're usually pretty set there. But, I mean, I feel so bad. I, I don't know what the answer is. Well, I kind of feel like you have to you have to do what the Americans do and vote with dollars and, mm. and just, I mean, just constantly send well, letters. That's tough because... I'm, totally unrelated but sort of related in a way the three of us we all loved to death the series honey and clover yeah absolutely adored it fantastic show i reviewed the r1 dvd set over on my personal blog actually there were so many problems basically just in the translation of that release i mean wrong names entirely for characters characters that don't even exist they're using the names of inconsistencies among so many things so i kind of ended that review with the question of try and do the right thing but then (laughs) right like i do want to support this i want to vote with my money i want to show you yeah i i wanted hunting clover here's my money take but it sucks well, that's the thing. You gave them your money, so you have every right to contact them and say, this is not what I paid for. I was expecting this, this, and this. You did not do this. Right. And right. either you have a very good reason that I really want to know, or I am I easily would sell this at a garage so sale or return So I guess the question it. is, so do you take that 
shitty tin set of the movies with, with dub only, a VHS French transfer, do you, I don't know, send it back to the company with a handwritten letter saying this is unacceptable in this day and age? What Tell- would it hurt? Yeah. Why not? It, it, I mean, it does seem very pretentious to do. Like, it seems like you're being a real snot doing that, but like... I think you have to phrase it appropriately and bring yeah. in things like, look, Toei has licensed these kinds of masters to these other countries. Look at some of the other European releases. I mean, Spain has shit coming out the wazoo. They've got Dragon Box Masters. I know Spain and Portugal are kind of close, so maybe you just want to buy some products from Spain. Maybe <laughs> that'll take care of things. Yeah, actually. But, I mean, you could say, look... Spain has this stuff. AB Group, you pretty much own all of Europe. What's the holdup? Do you not have a distribution partner? What's going on? How are they making money otherwise? That's what I don't get. If you keep constantly releasing crap, how are you making money? You're not making money. You could make money. Yeah, you're, you're going to lose money. At some point, you're just going to have so much It's easy bad for press. us to say that as fans. So like, you can make so much money if you just did this, this, and this. Like, yeah, what the but, hell do we know? But, but the thing is, the guy wrote an email, so he has the internet, and that means that he has access to it from other means that he knows that he knows what the hell's going on in the world yeah so i mean he could easily threaten to to just oh, no, not no, 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 don't want to threaten well i mean not threaten but i mean it, you could easily say oh, well i'm not gonna put my money towards you anymore and find Instead, other means of I'm getting going this. to buy the spanish releases because you're not providing here. Yeah, I don't know. and that's, I mean, that's a legitimate, not threat, but that's a legitimate statement to the company telling sure. them, look, I have other means. I'm going to go to them because you're not giving what I want and you're not giving a reason for Maybe it. Maybe that's the best course of action. So some thoughts out there. I guess I kind of forgot about it. Go look at zonadebide.com. Z-O-N-A-D-V-D.com. That's where we get all of our information about the Spanish releases. They got pretty much everything there now. So just... By the Spain releases, I think you're done. Maybe that answers the question better than this whole letter writing campaign thing. Well, I mean, if anything, just just don't be angry with them because it's, if it's not their fault, you don't want to be wanna, happy. Well, you want to be be um, an adult, unemotional, diplomatic, completely yes. unemotional and diplomatic. <laughs> right, Mary. People have questions, comments, all that good stuff. What are the various ways? Well, we got three main ways. We got emails, which is podcast at dizx.com. We got Twitter, which is at DiZX, and Facebook, which is Facebook.com slash DiZX. Those are the places. We're uh, past 900 over on Facebook. I can't wait to hit 1,000. That just makes me so warm There's your fuzzy four-digit inside. number. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Twitter, falling behind a little bit, but I pay attention to both places. Like today, for this episode, I did things just on Facebook. So now I'll do things like that occasionally. Let's just switch it up. Both audiences have their uh, time to shine. So this was episode 246. We mentioned this, I think, last episode, but episode 250, we're going to start up a new contest. We will be giving away Daisenshu number four, World Guide. It's going to be not just a podcast contest, but it makes sense in conjunction with a nice round number, 250. That's when we'll start that up, so look forward to that. Um, We have some really great topics coming our way soon. I don't think I mentioned this, but I'm actually getting a new mixer next month which will allow for more microphones at the time, just make things a lot nicer. Right now, Jeff, when you come over, you bring your mixer and we daisy chain things. Oh, yeah. So um, hopefully I'll have just more streamlined stuff coming very soon. I'm hoping our buddy Kaboom's actually going to come up and do something locally with us. We have some, because he's Mr. In-Universe, and I love having him along for the ride for that kind of stuff, so I can just sit it out and let him talk about that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to some good in-universe, some so many products coming out. We're going to be talking about Ultimate Butoden. Again, that's Japan only right now. Still no announcement about a North American release, if at all. So we'll give you our thoughts on that. 
Uh, I have a couple things coming in. They should be here next week. I've got the two Legend of Cyan figures and that volume one of the Bakamon series, which has the cover song. Um, I don't think we talked about this in the news. Maybe I'll have to mention it next episode. But I just saw that volume three of Bakamon is going to have a cover. Take a guess. One of the most covered songs in recent years, which we never thought would have gotten this many covers. What, Makavushi? Not Makavushi. Nope. What am I talking about? <laughs> Romantic, Romantic Agario? Yes. We're getting another cover of that song with volume three of Bakamon over in Japan. So uh, I'm stopping with one. That's it. I'm just getting my head chala cover. That's it. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, I've been talking with Hujio Heath over at Kazantai, some stuff we wanted to talk about. We never did anything with the Extreme Battle Collection guides, which came out, I don't know, like seven months ago. So we're going to talk about that stuff. Folks, so many things coming our way. Jeff, thank you for joining us for Manga Review number 37. You get five more of these. Well, thank you for having me yet again. Anything you want to plug? <laughs> Not really. Not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm good. But um, you can catch me on the Twitter. I'm Gambit82. That is G-A-M-B-I-T-T-1982. Um, I do have a podcast that's being worked on. <laughs> Sweat drop. Um, it is called Low Fidelity. You can find it at L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y dot I-N-F-O. That's pretty much it for the moment. Excellent. I have I have a screaming new iMac that I'm doing a <laughs> shit ton of work on right now. So you'll, you'll have to bear with me. But holy crap, that thing is fast. Nice. Love fast computers. Indeed. I'm good. All right. Mary, Anthony. Not really. All good. No. Although I did get a fan art submission for my site. <laughs> what? And they're like, if you don't put this up, can you please let me know so I don't agonize over it? <laughs> and for the first time in years, I replied to a site email. Did I you? said, no, I'm, I don't update my site. I'm sorry. <laughs> my God, you had a you had a fan, a desperate fan who was like the old glory of the What's, site. Here's my fan art, and you're I like, no. Me, like I submitted something somewhere, and I got I went out of my way to say, well, if you're not gonna put it up, just please let me know so I don't agonize over it. I wouldn't want to be given the shaft. So. Right. Was it a picture of trunks? Um, yes and no. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh wow! All right then. Maybe that answers the question better than <laughs> anyone could possibly hope for. So, for Jeff over here. Bye. For Mary over there. See ya. For myself, Mike Fujito EX, and Julian off in Japan. Daizenshu EX. www.daizex.com. We'll see you next week for episode 247 of our podcast. Catch you next time, folks. <laughs> I see what you're doing over there. I'm like, what is he tapping with like, his phone? Like, is he timing something out? Timing something? <clears throat> Sorry, it's ingrained in my DNA now. <laughs> I know, right? Videl's fight with Spopovich. Kibito is is oppressed? He is oppressed. Kibito is oppressed. He never made it to being a full god.